Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Willie Jones and today we'll be talking about Transporter Refueled, Meet the Patels, a conversation of the fall movies being released, and we're also going to introduce a new Kids First critic. Right now, I'm talking to Triana Hickson from Philadelphia about Transporter Refueled. How are you, Triana? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm fantastic. So my first question to you is, have you seen the other Transporters since this is the fourth Transporter film in the in the franchise? I actually didn't, but I really didn't like this film like that. Oh, why not? I think it was too, like, I thought it was too inappropriate for kid that's under the age of 13 mm-hmm. and I, it really didn't interest me basically so you you don't think that the action was enough to to suppress all of the uh all the more mature things in the film well i like the action part but i thought it was for like a more adult type film for older adults okay so so you think it could have been a more of a older person type of film you don't really think it deserves its pg-13 rating well, maybe a PG-13 for 13 and up, but at the age of under 13, because I'm 11 years old, I thought it was too too much for my like. You know, I definitely agree. I saw the film, and I've noticed a trend in film lately where they're starting to push more and more what they can put into the BC-13 films. So that's, that's a very good note. My next question to you is, what did you think about the leading actor? Because... Originally in the series, Jason Statham was the original leading actor, and now they, they've, they've changed the actor. What did you think about his performance? I thought his performance was actually well. I really didn't know that they changed the actor, but he was a very good actor. He played that part very well. That's good. I thought he was good for an action movie. I never saw Statham, so I can't really, I can't really compare the two. But I, I thought he did pretty well. Now, as for the movie itself, would you... I know you didn't like it, but would you recommend it to, to other people to go and see? I would recommend it for people over the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Are you an action movie fan yourself? I'm kind of like a mixture of everything. I like action, comedy, a little romance. So I got like... I have like a lot of everything. So I really like a lot of movies. Well, as a fan of all things, would you would you say that this was a good action movie or was it just a bad movie overall? I thought it was a good action movie. It was a lot of action. It, it was like a lot, a lot of action. It was very, very cool. That's good. I, I also thought the effects were, were really, really done very well. It's a pretty film to me. Anything else you'd like to, to tell us about the, the film? Basically, I thought it was a good average film, but they like they could have made the movie... They could have made it, I don't know, it was just kind of weird for, like, my liking since I'm under the age of 13. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, like, I can't really connect to how older adults would like it, 
But my family, my mom, she liked the movie a lot. So they must like it because they're older adults. But as a child, as, as the age of 11, I really didn't think it was that interesting. And I wasn't really interested in how the Uber works and how he he was a transporter. Like, I really didn't, my mind really didn't get that far to connect, like, how would it happen? Like, what just first happened? I understand. And I definitely agree that this is not for younger audiences. But nonetheless, you saw it. On, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate this movie? I would give it about a eight. Wow, that's that's pretty. That's a pretty good rating. Yeah, because like I like I didn't really like it, but for other people, their opinion, they might like the movie because since I'm a child, I think it really wasn't like for my liking because at first I really didn't get into it as I would for a PG thirteen that was more like I don't know, like it's hard to explain. I I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I think that's really very mature to you for you because a lot of the times people will rate the movie for themselves but they never think about the target audience and this is no offense to you but i don't think that the movie was made for your age group i don't think you're the target audience so for you to to rate it the way you did i think it's very mature of you yeah you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network and today we're talking about transporter refueled meet the patels talking about the fall releases for the upcoming movie season and we're also introducing a new kids first critic and right now I'm talking to Triana about Transporter Refueled. Now, Triana, we just got done talking about how Transporter wasn't really for your age group. You're 11, and you think that the movie should be for 13-year-olds and up. Would you even go so far as to say that this should be something for adults only, or do you think that the teenage the teenage range would be good enough? I, I thought it was for both. Both. I, thought, I think it was for both, like for adults and people that's un- over the age of 12. But for my liking, and I don't, I'm not really into those type of movies. Like, I'm not into that type of stuff. Like, the way, what, like, what they were talking about. And so, I really didn't like it. But I think it's, like, a mixture. I think they picked a, picked a, a great age group. But for, like, all the movies, they're bringing it down to PG-13. And some of the movies, they're actually supposed to be rated R. and But they keep making it, PG-13. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the thing about the rating system, it's very tough because no one really knows how the MPAA really rates their movies, but I definitely understand what you're saying, that they sometimes push it to the limit. That's, that's a good point you made. Um, another question I have for you, neither you nor I saw the first three movies in this series. Would you say that anyone else who is like us haven't seen the first three movies, do you think they could enjoy it, or did you yourself get lost without the background information from the first three I actually got lost because I was confused. So much stuff was happening. It was a lot of action. It was just a whole bunch of stuff that was happening. So I would like to watch the other movies before that, like all the other transporter refueled movies. Mm-hmm. But I really wasn't into this movie. So it's basically not making me want to watch it like that. But I think for people that actually are like that movie, y'all sh- they should watch the other one so they can understand how the movie was set up and how the dialogue is and to understand how the movie is. You know, that's a great point because when I was watching it, it did have its own style and I kept thinking to myself, wow, are are the other movies like this too? And I think it's funny when you and I go back and we watch the other three, I wonder if our opinions of the fourth one are going to change. Do you think your opinion is going to change having the background knowledge of seeing the other three or do you think your opinion is just going to stay the same? 
I think my opinion would stay the same. Maybe if I went to the other ones, I would change my opinion, but not for this exact film. I would change it for the other uh, the other ones that they have made recently. And for this one, I would just keep it the same because it really wasn't. I really wasn't into it for my age range. I definitely understand. Now, this movie gave no indication that it was the last. Do you think that there's going to be a sequel? And if you do think there will be a sequel to this sequel, just tell me, t- give me, give me your take on that. Do you, do you think that there should be? Are you excited for a next one, or do you think they should stop it at four? I think they would. I think they should actually continue it on for the fans of the Transporter Refueled because mm-hmm. it is a good movie. But I really didn't like it. But other people probably a whole bunch of other people probably do like it. So I think they should continue it on because it's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. I. I agree with that. I agree that if fans like this, then yes, another one would satisfy them. But as far as just the movie world in general, we have so many sequels. Do you think we really need uh, another sequel? They really don't, but just to boost up the fan base, they could actually make another sequel. And I, I think they definitely will, especially now that they've switched actors. It's kind of like it's kind of like a new era. In a way, it's, it's like Jurassic World to me. They kind of switched everything around, and Jurassic World gave no indication it was stopping, and neither did this movie. Yeah. So my last question to you, Brianna, is even though you yourself didn't like this movie, do you think that kids your age shouldn't go see this, or do you think they should go see it in the event that they might like it? I think that... I think that some people that's my age that are into these type of movies, they should actually watch the the previews for this movie to understand how it is. And if they mm-hmm. like the previews, they should go watch the movie because they might be into what I'm not into. So I think people that's my age, they should go watch it if they're into that type, those type of movies. Do you think there should be... A, a limit to the age like do you think there's a minimum age requirement to see it even though it's rated pg-13 you yourself just said that kids your even your age could like it but do you think there should be an age that they shouldn't watch it like eight or nine or even seven? Oh no not eight or nine like <laughs> maybe just maybe just like 10 oh, 11 okay. and then up so basically kids what she's saying is if you're not in double digits you're not allowed to see this movie. That's essentially <laughs> what Triana just said. Triana, it, it was wonderful having you. Uh, thank you for talking about Transporter Refield. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you think others will like it. I'm sorry you didn't like it. Hope you like it next time. Okay. Thank you, Triana. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we're talking about Transporter Refield, Meet the Patels, talking about the fall releases, and we're introducing a new Kids First Critics. Let's take a break. Today's show is sponsored by Gumby, the complete series from N-Circle Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we just got done talking about Transporter, and we're also going to be talking about the films Meet the Patels, and also a discussion on fall movies, and we're going to meet a new Kids First film critic, Miles Talia. Right now, I'm talking to Morgan about the new romantic comedy, Meet the Patels. How are you doing, Morgan? I am absolutely wonderful. That's fantastic. So, what were your first impressions with this film? My first impressions with this film were I was kind of worried to see what it would be like, but it was really funny. And I loved how they had the little animation of him getting interrogated by his sister. That was hilarious. So what and for you- being and for being a documentary, they're really always really sad. And this one was really really happy, and you'd be walking out there with a smile on your face, which made me Really, really glad that they could finally bring uh, comedy into a documentary. Now, um, you mentioned that you were worried at first. Well, what particularly worried you about this film? I was just one- worried of how it would turn out. And because when you look there, it like said that it was like real life and I would have uh, microphones and stuff. And I was like, oh, I was kind of worried that it was going to turn out like the home videos. But it actually ah. looks really professional. Other than the mic in the right-hand corner, which was kind of funny. Really? Now, when I looked this up, it looked like it was about it was a documentary, but it's, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like a mockumentary, like a documentary, uh, well, a parody on a documentary. Am I wrong or right in this, or is this a legitimate documentary? It's legitimate. Okay, all right then. So, now that I know that, I am a sucker for romantic comedies, I mean, it's my guilty pleasure. Don't judge. So, talk about oh, your thoughts on the acting in this film, because especially romantic comedies, you need to have... Sorry, it's a documentary. Not much acting. So, talk about the, these, the people they chose on, to um, document in this film. I thought they all did a really fun job. It turned out really good and really funny. And um, I love Deb Patel. I love his acting. And to see a documentary made about about his love life, that is hilarious. And there was no acting in that, seeing them in their natural state, being real people, everyday lives that we have to live. I really liked that. 
that we got to see something that we rarely ever get to see from actors. Well, leads me to my next question. What is more, I would guess, more amusing to witness real life and the natural state of being human than maybe watching it scripted in, like, a film? Um... I actually like it when I get to see them being themselves because then you're like, oh, okay, I like them because they are really like this. And uh, his parents were absolutely were hilarious in this movie and adorable. And I liked when he did the little animation where he's like calling his agent, his agent's his mom, fucking on a date. That was hilarious. Also, oh, so there is animation. So, what kind of animation is this? Is this like kind of like thought bubble animation? Kind of like we did in Wimpy Kid? It's actually really a lot like that. Really? Because it looks like it's hand-drawn animation. And it's definitely in black and white. Very nice touch to it. Now, this film is about first-generation Indian Americans who find love. Now, was there any, like, Indian kind of cultural or um, things that watching this film? You got to see how they did their weddings, which I really liked because those were so pretty. And, like, I could watch that for hours and hours on end. And I wish that they had added more about that because you only got to see, like, maybe five minutes of the wedding scenes. But I would loved, I would have loved to see more of those. And um, not only that, but you also learned that his parents would never let him date anybody else other than a Patel. Hmm. Nobody else. And you got to find out how they were very strict about that. And he goes to India to find his wife. Oh, well, I'm glad. I mean, I, I love films that just kind of bring you into a different culture and world in a, a very respectable manner. And that's really cool. Now, was there anything about this film that made it somewhat different from the other documentaries? The point that his parents would pay for all his airline tickets and stuff to go across the world to find a wife is kind of insane. But I would be like boarding that train like you'd be able and you also got to see the beautiful scenes of that because you got to see like new york and different places other than just la and india which i really enjoyed because i like movies that you get to see around the world and that you get to learn people's cultures like the patel's culture i really liked because i got to learn a lot about it find out how they had their weddings and just find so much new information that I probably wouldn't have learned in history or school. It's interesting. Film that, that that teaches stuff without you even knowing it. You're enjoying a story, but you're learning stuff on the way. And I like films that we have two different cultures and they just meet together. And it's just very amusing concept. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Eva Blakesley. And today we're talking about the film's Transporter. We're also talking about a discussion about fall films coming out and talking about Meet the Patels. And we're meeting a new kids first film critic, Miles Talia. Right now, I'm continuing my conversation with Morgan about Meet the Patels. This documentary about Indian culture and finding love. And we talked about how we enjoy, how she enjoys the film, and we're going to continue it right now. So, Morgan, was there anything that you learned? What did you think about the connections between two people? Because since it's a documentary, you can't you can't have like a director in the background like, okay, now kiss. You, it's what did you think of the connections in there? The connections were funny because it was really funny to see how like people would be like, uh, okay, we like you, and then. The saddest part was that she never called him again, yet she acted like I totally am into you. Aww. And um, you got to learn the old tradition of finding a wife and how traditions change over time because they have to involve or somebody just wants them to change. And the thing about with films, even though I like romantic comedies, again, sometimes 
like in films, we stretch the belief system of what we can put on with romance. And it's nice it's nice to see a film where they actually, you know what, this is what love in real life is. It's not a movie. It's not as glamorous as movies depict it. It's finding a significant other, and it's it's hard. And when you when you see this film, did you just kind of? I mean, I know it's we're ki- we're kids, and love is still kind of well we're unsure, we're unsure too much about it at, at this age. But was there anything you learned about it from like kind of a romantic kind of point of view? And I know it's a weird question to ask. I learned that you have to have a connection with somebody to really love them. And not only that, but I got to learn about the little things, uh, the convention they have for people who are trying to find love with other Patels. It's like Patel meets Patel, and hopefully they fall in love, which was hysterical because that was hilarious seeing, like, just somebody, it was like speed dating. <laughs> it was kind of funny seeing speed dating for the first time for me. Yeah. Well, it's good you learned some good things from that. Now, well, who do you think is the intended audience for this film? I think that the intended audience would. I loved it, personally. But I think, I don't want to say 12, because young kids will be like, Ew, it's gross, it's love, ugh. Right? Yes. And, um... Sad but true. Yeah. And, uh... I loved it, though. And people that are older will be like, oh, how romantic. They're holding hands. And the Patels, which is one of the most popular names in the world, was something that was very interesting to me. Mm. So that was really funny. That's good. Now, what would you say, how many stars would you give this film? Um, I would rate this film out of one... From one to five stars, I'd rate it four and a half. Why? What happened to the half of that star? Um, it was a really good movie. It's just, it was it was really long, and it kind of went out a bit slow. Oh, I see. Kind of dragged, dragged along, but they could have cut some things out. Yeah, and it was kind of a bit predictable to me. Real life can sometimes feel predictable. Like, what, what's an example of, it fe- uh, of the film being predictable? Well, you kind of knew when they were going to throw in the little animation things. And you also knew, like, what would happen... Like, he would go around the world because his parents want to find love so desperately because they want grandchildren. Okay, I see. So, well, sometimes life can just feel predictable. Like, well, we were expecting that, weren't we? But, hey, it looks like a, it looks like an amazing documentary, romance comedy. I gotta go check it out. Seems like my kind of film. Thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about Meet the Patels. Well, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. This film is out September 11th, so please go check it out. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and let's take a break. Today's show is sponsored by Gumby, the complete series from N-Circle Entertainment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard. 
where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Molly Jones. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Transporter Refueled, Meet the Patels, Fall Releases, and we're introducing a new Kids First critic, Miles Talia. Now we are at the the pinnacle. We are talking about the <laughs> fall releases. Everything you want to know about what's coming up. So get your schedules out and get ready to hear about some what should be great movies. How are you, Kiefer? I am fantastically, and I were talking about these films. Excited, as always. So, Kiefer, what are you looking forward to this fall? You you are a critic. You are what the people go to for recommendations. Their okay. money is in your hands. Well, the pressure's on. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, well, what, I think the question is, what am I not excited for? I mean, usually fall and winter and holiday movies are usually the pinnacle of cinema in the year. It's Oscar season, pretty much. It's when people bring out the best films they can so they can get for award season. I mean, I'm excited. Um, but a particular ones I'm excited for. I'm, I'm going to name some. Uh, first of all, I the top of my list is The Danish Girl. It's a Tom Hooper, the director of Les Miserables and the, mm-hmm. one of my favorite films of all time, The King's Speech, and it's Eddie Redmayne. And it looks it's a biography um, drama film about an Englishman who is um it's a, it's a love story and it's about a man who's maybe wanting to become a woman. It's one of those kind of films. It's it's a mm-hmm. very interesting film. And it's based off a true story. I love those kind of films. And it's Tom Hooper, great, great director. I love him so much. That's coming out November 27th. So I'm marked out on my calendar, and you guys should too. Check out the trailer. It's very well done. It's Eddie Redmayne as the main character. And as we know, he's a very talented and great actor. So I'm excited for that film. Another one, something that's totally out of the blue, and I usually wouldn't, wouldn't go for it, but it's a gore film by, here it comes, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. um, director, great director from Pan's Lab with to the Hellboy series, Crimson Peak. It's gonna be a, it's much gonna be a classic haunted house kind of film, and that's that's very reassuring. It has Tom Hiddleston in it. I'm excited for it because Guillermo del Toro is one of those directors who are just like he started a low budget. But he just he he rose his way to fame and he's a very well done director and a very visionary director when it comes to prosthetic makeup and um, classic scary films and I'm not usually a scary scary um, horror film kind of person but he, he's the only person that actually makes me enjoy them so those are the two main films I'm gonna I'd like to add on some more but really I know you're dying to to give up your list 
All right, first things first. Uh, Danish girl, very excited. I follow the Oscar buzz. I'm an Oscar junkie, and people are yep. saying that this is the the reincarnation of Tom Hanks back to back Oscars. Of course, he has everything going for him. Redmayne does yep. the political aspect. I love Tom Hooper. Les Mis is my second favorite movie of all time. I just want to say that. But the number one movie I'm excited for is Bridge of Spies, and I'll tell you why. Yep. Steven Spielberg's directing, one of the all time great directors. Tom Hanks is leading, one of the all-time great actors, and the Coen brothers are writing, one of the all-time great writers and directors. You wait, might know wait. the Coens, they directed Fargo and, and Big Lebowski and No Country for Old Men. What a, it's such a fantastic team. Like This movie is destined to be great. It has everything going for it. I didn't know the Coen brothers are writing it. You just shocked me. Wow. I, look, <laughs> when I heard of that, that team of Spielberg, Coens, and Hanks, I got ecstatic. It's definitely um, a best picture frontrunner. And then another one, which I don't think many people may know about, The Jungle Book. It's coming to live action. And what? And it's such an all-star cast. Let me tell you the cast. Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, Idris Elba, I mean, uh, Ben Kingsley, Christopher Walken, Oscar winner Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. I'm, that, that cast... That cast is brilliant, and I've, I'm so excited for this. It was under the radar for so long. I actually have a friend who's doing some stunts for it. He said that the production is going great, or that it was going great. And I, I just can't wait for this movie. I love the original. I love the cartoon version and the original live-action version. I, I believe it was made in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I just love The Jungle Book. It's a great story. That's a great list. I mean, I you shot me with Cohen Brothers and things. Spielberg, Hanks, of course, but Cohen's? Yeah, I know. Cohen's? I mean, well, they've written some very dark stuff now. Now I'm looking at the film and thinking, oh, this could be a bit of a more darker story than I thought it was going to be. Because if, if you don't know who the Coen Brothers is, well, not you really, but people listening, <laughs> I mean, they have written some very dark things. And, I mean, watch Fargo. Um, for people who know, have seen Fargo, they understand. It's, it's dark. They've done some dark and gruesome things. So I'm kind of looking at Bridge of Spies a little bit differently now. Because I don't see Spielberg as a dark kind of directing kind of thing. He's a bit more, to me, whimsical, but also can do some dark things. But he's not my kind of person to go to to see darker, gruesome films. But who knows? I could be totally wrong. Now, I'm kind of shocked. I would have liked to see the list on Spectre, another James Bond film coming out. I I'm was just going to mention that. Yeah. That was my next pick. Because I'm a James Bond junkie. I have the whole collection of James Bond from Sean Connery to Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Radcliffe. I'm a huge Bond fan because Bond is the man's man. I mean, he's the one who drives the sports cars, the BMWs. He has his, he has his gadgets. He has Q. So to see another James Bond film, it's just... I mean, Skyfall, I love Skyfall so much. And now Spectre's coming. I'm like, I'm excited. So excited. So James Bond is coming to to theaters in the fourth quarter season so we're gonna put that down also now we have a question what do you what do you make you think do you think the fall season will fall or holiday seasons the fourth quarter seasons of films are like the best films that come out uh, or am i is it no you're, you're, no you're you're onto something because the spring season is right after oscar season and yeah. Harvey Weinstein and all the major producers don't want to release things then because they've become forgotten for the next Oscar season. The summer yeah. is all about blockbusters. You know, yeah. producers know that they're not going to throw their Oscar bait up. They're not going to throw some, True. you know, independent film with the great dramatic core 
against Avengers. So the fall season is really where you get the, you know, the meat. That's really where the Oscar campaigning starts. So we get things like Danish Girl. That's yeah. where Meryl Streep will come out. You'll see Tom Hanks and Denzel and all the great actors. This is really the best and most exciting season. Can't agree with you more. I mean, as much as I love Ant-Man, I'm not going to put Ant-Man for, like, best picture. So, I mean... Yes, this is when it's this is when film studios of all types are just throwing as the biggest productions they got. This is the stuff that they that the writers and they got the biggest writers, they got the biggest directors and actors just to throw as much as they can out there for award season. And to me, I'm looking at some high hopes here because I don't know about you, but this season of films so far, I mean, after there was like a kind of a the blockbusters came out in summer and then kind of between summer blockbuster and fall, it's kind of like, in my opinion, sometimes the most dull moments in the film season because it's like we're just waiting for the fall season now. Well, we, there's not the big, the best films are coming out doing this kind of awkward transition. If you do, you agree or disagree? I agree completely. And speaking of waiting, we actually have to go to break now. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we're talking about Transporter Refield, the fall season, Meet the Patels, and introducing a new Kids First critic. And right now, I'm talking to Kiefer about the fall season. Now, Kiefer, what were you saying when we left off? I was just saying, I was asking you, um, do you, oh, I was just asking you if you agree with this kind of funny transition and wanted you to kind of like add to what I said about this is an awkward transition for films between summer blockbuster and film and fall and holiday. It is because season. when school starts, August is a pivotal month because that is the transition. It's August. So you have the lasting effects of some trickling blockbusters and then you have the incoming effects of some of the more Oscar-like films. And so suddenly your whole attitude, you know, kind of kind of has to change because now now you're not getting the the big explosions anymore. Now you're going to cinema to to think a little bit more or to be affected a little bit more. And yeah. so I just think that yeah, that transition is a bit awkward. It yeah. it is. And it's kind of sad too. I mean, not saying that it's all every year this is an awkward transition. Sometimes great films come out during this time but i mean most of the time it just feels like i'm i know some summer blockbuster the summer blockbuster is over now i'm going into school so they're focusing on school and that's a smart choice but now i mean now you're just anticipating all these great films coming out you got crimson peak you got bridge of spies also i, I gotta mention another film i almost forgot about this the I think it's Rev Revant. Oh gosh, I'm like your name. The Revenant with the Caprio. The Revenant, yes. Leonardo yes. DiCaprio and Alejandro Inuatu. Another base of a true story film and very again dark film. But it, the CBC traded for it's just so intense. So another great. There's just so many great films coming out. Um, yeah, uh, any other films in your on your list that you want to add? Yes, there is. There, I love this guy. Maybe not as much as the other as anyone else, but we're forgetting about Hateful Eight. T- Quentin Tarantino. Oh my, I mean, well, that, I kind of didn't... Yeah, that's coming out too. I kind of didn't bring it up because that's more like a... Quentin Tarantino's not usually the kid's audience, <laughs> but... Uh, well, Tarantino's one of those people you don't see films come out all the time. He He's careful for planning. He, he wants to bring out films when he wants to. He's one of those passionate directors out there. And it's it's in glorious 70mm camera, so... Uh, Tar- Tarantino loves his film. He loves shooting on film. Yep, and that's that's as a filmmaker, as film lovers such as you and me, Willie, and also everybody else listening to, that's very reassuring to have those type of directors who just love films so much that they don't particularly care what other people think. They just want to create good films, and they just want to make films whenever they want to. They don't want to have a studio breathing down the neck. They just want to create films just so they can make good films. And he's a very talented director and writer. And hateful eight, well. I'm excited for that one too. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Thank you very much, really, for that. No problem. And then the final film I want to mention, actually, if we have time too, 
One is The Martian, starring uh, Matt Damon, directed by Ridley Scott. Now, Ridley Scott has been on a bit of a skid lately. I will admit, I love Ridley, though. I love Alien. I love Gladiator. I really want this to be his comeback film. I love DiCaprio. I think he's a very underrated actor. And I'm just, I just really want this to be a success. For, for, I think for it's Matt Damon. Ridley. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Matt Damon. I'm sorry. Okay. Who did I say? You said DiCaprio, but you were on oh, the Alejandro Watto film. Yeah, I'm on Revenant still, but no, I meant Matt Damon. Matt Damon, oh, he's such a great actor. I mean, you got these are the, these are the people coming out. You got Tarantino, Spielberg, Inuar, to Zemix, O Russell, and Han Solo <laughs> coming back <laughs> in this season of films, and I can't wait to see these films. So, I hope you had your calendars out. <laughs> yes, please mark these mark these down. It it really it really is going to be a great season, and that's all we have. Um, Kiefer, thank you so much. Oh, this was a pleasure. Hopefully you guys check. And I'll see you guys at the movie theater. Yes, you will. Let's take a break. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we're talking about Transporter Refield. Meet the Patels talking about the upcoming fall season. And we're meeting a new Kids First critic. Today's show is sponsored by Gumby, the complete series from N-Circle Entertainment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were just got done talking about the fall movie preview, which was a great discussion. We also talked about the film Meet the Patels and the Transporter Refueled. Right now, 
we have for you a special guest. It's our new Kids First film critic, Miles Talia, age 11, from the Big Apple, New York, New York. Okay, I'll stop singing. Miles, happy to have you on the show, man. How are you doing? Good, you? Fantastic. So, you're our new Kids First film critic, so before we start talking about how you got into Kids First, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I live in New York, as you've already said, but... I really like it here. Whenever I go traveling, I get really annoyed because the food is never as good. Food is never as good as New York? No, they don't have as many choices. I see. Well... I'll hold you. I'll hold your word to it. Next time I go to New- next time I go to New York. Hopefully that'll be soon. So tell us a bit. But how you heard about kids first? Well, my mom has a friend. Her name is Tarian. Her friend, who is the main everything of kids first, Terry. Really? No way. So that's how, that's what you heard about it. So are there any films you've already reviewed yet? Um. Yes, I reviewed Jurassic World and Percy Jackson. And some other short story things. Oh, so you've been you've been doing some reviews before we got up to this radio show. Yes. So um, tell us a bit about your experience, like um, first time writing reviews and videotaping. Like, tell us a bit about what were you uh, what were your emotions through the whole process. Well, my emotions were really scared, mainly because the most of the time I've been filming filming in really cramped areas. Because I was up in New Mexico as a trip, and I got my first movie movie review request, and I took it, and I needed to find a small, good space that I could videotape in, but it was very hard. Well, certainly, and believe me, I, when I first did my review, it was it was no sunshine and rainbows. It, it was harder, because you got to get used to it. But uh, now that you've been doing it for a little bit, you've done quite a few small reviews, uh, do you feel like it's getting easier? Um, yes, but uh, I always want to... Fiddle with something. What, what do you mean by fiddle by something? Fiddle. I, you know, fiddle, like fiddle my thumbs, Uh-oh. move around. I always want to do something like that. Yep, you're like me. I need something to kind of keep myself busy right now. Right now I have a little magnet in my hand, which I should be putting down. Uh, <laughs> so I understand, you fiddler. So that's something to work on. Now, when you're reviewing a film, what, are you, what kind of films do you like to review? Um, I've only done two so far, and I've only chosen one, but... Normally, I like to review fun movies for most of the ages. Most of the ages? So, like, any films for, like, all ages kind of stuff? I like to review movies for all ages. So, those those kind of... So, but what kind of films? I mean, so, like, sci-fi, action, drama? Well, I like lots of films. I don't know anybody who doesn't like lots of films, but yes. I normally like sci-fi a lot, personally. Sci-fi, very good genre. Fun films come from sci-fi. Now, why did you want to join Kids First? What were your personal choices from that? Uh, my personal choices were that lots of my friends are interested in movie everything, and I wanted to learn more about it, and I wanted to just become one, you know, go to lots of special events and everything. You're going in for kind of the same reason I did. I wanted to learn more about film. I wanted to learn a deeper meaning about movies and everything. Um, so what kind of what kind of area of film do you want to get into? Mostly PG-13. Yes, but do you want to act? Do you want to write, direct, produce? No, I don't I don't want to go into it. So what kind of so you say you don't want to get in that kind of area? What kind of area do you want to get into then? Well, actually I want to become a lawyer. You want to become a lawyer? With a good understanding yeah. of films. Well, I really... Last night, I watched my uncle... My 
My cousin Vinny. Oh, now I can now see you now being a lawyer and being like Atticus Finch or someone from Liar Liar. Wouldn't that be a very interesting lawyer there? <laughs> yes. That's actually one image. Okay, so lawyer. Hey, at this stage you want to become a lawyer? That's actually what a career choice. Well, that's interesting. Well, so what do you? What is about? What is your favorite part about creating reviews right now? What is your favorite part about it? Uh, my well, I specifically like to debate and talk about things. I don't know why. I just really like to do that. Compared to lots of kids in my class, so... Debate? Hmm. <laughs> okay, I guess next time you're going to see Miles, we're going to be in a debate. We'll figure out something. Any debate. Uh, <laughs> hey, being able to be de- to debate well is fantastic. And you seem like the kind of person who's just not argumentative, but just likes to bring his opinion out. That's very good. That's very strong word there. I like that about you. So, what would you say um, I'm, is being like kind of like more of a challenging thing when filming these reviews? My challenging thing is... That my parents didn't go to the camp with me, so they don't have as much experience as I do right now. So oh. when my I needed both my parents to help me with it, and my dad wasn't getting the... Uh, it was very complicated when we were doing it. It might have just been because it was our first time, and it was in a very cramped space, but... Hey, you gotta get your crew together. But that's fine. It's your first time, you learn. You live and learn. You gotta... Do it and learn from it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And today, we were just talking about the four movies. We're talking about the films The Transporter, Meet the Patels, and we're still continuing our conversation with Miles Talia from New York, a new kids first film critic. So, Miles, you're talking about how the hardest thing was trying to get your parents to work with you and be able to help you out. And that's a good point to mention, that for anybody who wants to become a kids first, uh, kids first film critic... It's not just you. Your parents got to be a big supporter of it. Your parents are pretty much your helpers. They they help you with fil- they help you filming. They help you um, get to the places you need to go. So a lot of support comes from your parents. So that's a good thing to bring up. Now, Miles, what is the most exciting thing uh, that you are looking forward to as a kids first film critic? I'm really excited about going to specific events and. Very formal-ish events, you know, special events. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I was excited when I went to my first event and be able to have this, for, be able to be formal, go to red carpets. That's some of the most fun things on the, um, of being kids with film critic. And also, I think the radio show could be one of your things. Cough, cough. Anywho, uh, so what was, when you are reviewing a film like what do you look for, for to make a good film what what to you is a good makes a good film i think a good film is a little bit of everything it has a little bit of dramatic although i don't specifically like dramatic um it has a little bit of dramatic it has a little bit of technology you know i like everything in the present or maybe future tense and i like a i like more things in the present tense than i do in later times so film reason. films about now well I like it more now. Now. All right. Understood. I mean, seeing films in the future or in the past. I mean, now could be some of the best stories we can have in cinema. Yes. Interesting. That's interesting. I have i can't say I have heard that before, but hey, I like to hear new opinions about what we like in films. So what do you think would be, what was it like writing your first review? I mean, filming it, yes, but writing it is that, what was, what do you think, what was, what yeah, sorry. Let me find what it was. How was it like writing writing your first review? It was very complex. I the deadline was four hundred words, so 
It was very hard. Yep, 400 words can be a lot, but after doing it, 400 words start, especially when you see a good film and a film or a film you really want to talk about, you start going over 400, and then that's when you need to cut down a few things. So after a while, don't worry, you're going to get used to writing 400 word reviews. Believe me. Now, now let's talk about the films you reviewed. So you reviewed Jurassic World. What did you think about Jurassic World? Well, I thought that Jurassic World should not be PG-13. I definitely thought that. Really? What's yes, really or what that to younger audience, audiences, it should be 3D. Because I personally think that if you watch a scary movie in 3D, it's much better because normally it's 3D. And when it gets scary, you can just take off your glasses and lots of it is blurry. So what rating would you give it then? For instead of PG thirteen, I gave it three and a half stars, mainly because it was very scary. No, what I mean, like you said, it shouldn't have been PG thirteen. What should it have been? Oh, I think it. Uh, I don't know exactly. I just, I just think that it should have been a higher rating. Really higher than PG thirteen? R? Mm, is that the is that is that the next thing? That's the next thing, but I but R is usually for films that have more restricted level. Like, because I, I want a thing between PG thirteen and R. There's nothing between PG thirteen and R. That's but hey, that's that's another thing you can learn in kids first film, kids first rating systems and how we judge films and all that stuff. So that, that's stuff to learn. It sure is. Now, why did you give that film three and a half stars? Well, I think that the actors. Did a really good job, but I think that some background actors didn't do so good compared to the main actors. I thought the main actors did a really good job, but hmm. some of the other actors that are seen maybe once or twice, specifically the mom and dad of the two kids. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I understand. I, I'm sorry that the first film that you reviewed was not the most compelling. Fi- was not the most compelling film, but hey, I can't wait to see more views from you, and hopefully, you just. I know you're going to go far in Kids First, so thank you so much, Miles, for talking with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Comic Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you, too, can become a film Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blogs in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by Coalition of Equality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Gumby, the complete series from N-Circle Entertainment. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Thank you for listening. for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.